MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the DC City Cast with Frank Hanrahan, presented by Bet Rivers. DC City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Frank Hanrahan from Beeson on a uh, Monday post Super Bowl DC City Cast. How'd you do? Of course, 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 of course. For what, 12 days, I was on the Cincinnati Bengals saying, take them plus the four for 12 days. And then I said, uh, well, you know what? Well, you know what? I like the, uh, I like them too much to so take the Rams. <sighs> tough one. Tough road to hoe as the Rams win by three. In a sort of anticlimactic Super Bowl, I was expecting Joe Burrow to go down and tie this baby up and at least give us a chance in overtime to win by six, cover that line, but not to be, I'm speaking of the Rams, uh, and Los Angeles is champions of the world for this season. Now, so much to get into here on the DC City Cast. We'll also get into the Wizards coming up. And we'll revisit my overall total because on Friday night, I went 2-0 in the NBA. Yes, sir. Took two big favorites. Got a uh, nice miracle good beat from the Sixers. And then Utah took care of Orlando uh, the next night. Or that same night, rather. So I was 2-0 on Friday. Got to within one game of being 500. And then the Super Bowl happened. And I tweeted out my official release, Rams minus four. 
And that didn't come through. They went by three. That dumb extra point. As soon as that kicker or the holder dropped the extra point, I knew that the game was over, <laughs> even though they went up 13-3. to three. So let's get into the Super Bowl. Uh, there are a couple ideas of, or thoughts that I have about it. Um, I, it all, I got to start with The Rock. Like, I like The Rock, respect The Rock, but I guess they couldn't get Michael Buffer, or they've already used Michael Buffer. Like, you don't need a hype man for the Super Bowl. Does that make sense? The game itself is big enough that you don't need somebody to come out to make it feel bigger than it already is. At that point, it's just sort of we are trying way too hard to hype this thing up when it doesn't need any hyping. You don't need the rock out there paying him. What What do you think he got paid, by the way? Like, that's all I thought about. Like, how much did the rock just get paid? Was it part of his contract with NBC? Doesn't he do a show there or something? Um, 50 grand, 75, 100 grand. Where's this? Where's the starting offer? So right from the jump, I'm thinking, my God, they don't need to hype up the Super Bowl more than it is because it's already been hyped for 13, 14 days. Like, it's okay. And if you're going to do The Rock, like, have him do the intros on the field with players looking on, waiting for him to finish his intros. It was just weird, strange, awkward. Not to mention his full-on maroon and light maroon suit or whatever that was. So that was the first thing that struck out to me. It was like, okay, well, why are we trying so hard? Why are we trying so hard? It's the Super Bowl. Everybody knows it's a big game. We don't need to do more than it is. I did give you heads, though, <laughs> on heads and tails. Um, so from the jump, I was already, like, annoyed by... The Rock. Nice guy. Really admire his work ethic. Great actor. Does a lot of good stuff. But that, you know, again. So game starts. Uh, and I don't want to get into the announcing either because I think Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth can't even hype up. See, that's where you got to hype it up. You got to have the announcers getting excited. Right? And it was just sort of like... Michaels didn't have his pregame meal again. Collinsworth, just so matter of fact... Oh, and I haven't even mentioned the pregame show stuff. Um, maybe I'm just getting old, but the talk of the halftime show in the pregame show, who cares? Literally, they had four highly paid experts breaking down what song they wanted to hear at halftime. Like, really? <sighs> Following around these uh, singers and performers, that's great and all. I've, that's fantastic. But that doesn't have to be a part of the pregame show. We're here to watch football. The show will get here. Relax. So as for the X's and O's, the play calling was terrible. Sean McVay and the Rams are lucky they won that game. I feel bad for the Bengals, quite frankly. They also got a little tight late with some play calling. I thought Joe Burrow would lead them down to at least get a field goal and send this bad boy into overtime. It was an anticlimactic ending. Good pressure by uh, Donald. Uh, Beckham was going to have himself a day before that injury. There's no question about it. It was almost as if um, two terrified teams and the lesser terrified team won. Does that make sense? 
and that was the L.A. Rams. Um, play calling, yeah, was, was an absolutely an issue for both squads. Like, the Rams kept running the ball. Like, I'm no genius. But when something's not working, you, you, you steer away from it. And they kept, they kept running the ball. It was very strange. Sean McVay's play calling was, was an apt disaster. And he sort of lucked out because of Cooper Cup stepping up on that final drive and making some big plays. Do not get me started on the touchdown that was for Cincinnati. T. Higgins' first play, literally out of the second half gate. Should have been a penalty. Offensive pass interference. Caught uh, Ramsey's face mask. Spun him around in an instant. Caught the touchdown and no call. And I could rant on and on about replay. But I will just go on about replay right here. There's zero point in having it if you can't replay a big-time play like that. That has a major impact not only on the game, but has an impact on the point spread. Okay, you take that off the board, different game. That changed the whole dynamic not only did OBJ going out change things, but then right out of the shoot, you get that touchdown. The Rams are frazzled. They turn it right back over. Thankfully, they held the Bengals to a field goal if you're a Rams backer. But in the end, the Rams don't cover the three. Large part to that mixed extra point and a bad missed call by the official. I'm not going to say that was the difference in the game, but I'm going to say that again, when you can review a dumb spot or you can review if they had 12 men on the field, that's my favorite, but you can't review a huge game-changing play like that, then what is the point? The answer is there is no point. And the, oh, they just missed it. Oh, it was a bang-bang play. They just missed it. Oh, officials missed that one. That's too bad. They didn't see that. So then what are we doing here? What are we doing? I could go on and on. I'm just going on. It just doesn't make any sense. How do we convince ourselves that this is okay? Like that's that's beyond any sort of intelligence and recognition of that. It doesn't make any sense. Now, thank goodness it didn't have a overall impact on the actual outcome of the game. But for those minus four backers, you're a little salty today. You're a little, you're a little annoyed. But that's what you have to expect as a better going into these games, that there is going to be a controversial no call that will ex- affect the outcome of the game. And that's what happened. Because if the Rams don't win that game outright, It's a huge talker today. How does the NFL allow a big play like that to go unnoticed? And it was a big impact on the final score. That's if the Cincinnati Bengals had won. Now, remember, that used to be a challengeable play, remember? And they got rid of it because that awful uh, no call in the... uh... Wait, did that start the replay? Yeah, wait, the Saints' bad call started the replay experiment for pass interference that lasted a year because the officials didn't have the sack to make a call. It's just so stupid. Just get away with it all. Just get rid of replay. 
It adds nothing to <laughs> the value of the game. Adds nothing. So I got off on a little tangent on the replay thing. I'm sorry about that. I just hate it. I can't deal. Just can't deal with replay. Can't do it. So uh, overall, pretty decent game. Uh, there was drama, absolutely, on that final drive. There was drama with the Bengals having a chance to drive and tie it up for a field goal, which I thought was almost a given. Burrow hits a couple big plays, gets down to midfield, and then they stall with their offensive uh, play calling. And the curious decision, third and short, to hand it off to Samaj P. Ryan. Now, a lot of folks are killing Samaj P. Ryan online, saying, why did they go to Joe Mixon? Why did you throw it to Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, somebody else in that spot? Absolutely is correct. The play calling was uh, they got tight. The anxiety settled in. I'm not sure why they did that. And again, back to the officiating, P. Ryan was a lot closer to that first down than the spot was to make it fourth and one. So then at, at midfield, fourth and one, he goes shotgun. Now, if they've gotten the spot correct, it would literally have been like a half an inch and you go quarterback sneak there for Burrow to get in. Uh, but they didn't. And uh, under pressure from Donald and the ball game's over. It was like, wait, what happened? I, what? It was anticlimactic. I was hoping at least the Bengals would be in a position to push this bad boy into overtime and have a little more fun. But give the Rams credit. They made the plays when they had to, got to stops when they had to, and they're the Super Bowl champions. Sean McVay at 36. Matthew Stafford finally getting a ring. Donald Beckham, Von Miller. Cup, who was the MVP. And when they had to make plays, they did. So hats off to the LA Rams, but they didn't cover the line. (sighs) (laughs) Didn't get it done. (laughs) Like I said, man, I was here for 12 days saying, oh, I like the Bengals getting the points. Oh, I like them. I like them. I like them. And then I went the other way. And L's an L, and we move on. We do move on. Um, Are you still debating whether the halftime show was the greatest of all time or not? (laughs) Like, who cares? It was good. It was fine. I'm not a hater. It was was entertaining. But I don't want to waste my time to say, hey, this is the greatest halftime show of all time. It was good. It was fine. It was it was was good. Uh, Coming up here on the DC City Cast, we have to get into the report that Mike Florio, who everybody was going crazy about, saying that this is the first time he's heard rumblings that ownership throughout the NFL is probably going to try to get the start of the ousting of Daniel Snyder. There's a lot of ifs, a lot of buts, but that was sort of interesting. A lot of uh, a lot of heads turned about that news that the beginning of the end could be starting for Daniel Snyder. Could this possibly be? We'll talk about that. And the Wizards in action tonight against the Detroit Pistons. Wiz 1-1 one one since their uh, big trade back on Thursday. Plenty to discuss. That's all straight ahead. DC CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Frank Hanran from VEASAN. 
Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience Rush Pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Play in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call 1 888 DC CityCast presented by Bed Rivers. Download that app right now, BetRivers.com. Coming up here on the DC CityCast, we will check out uh, our official release for tonight. May surprise you, may surprise you, but we got uh, some picks out there for you. A documented 24 and 26. After not winning the Super Bowl, I took the Rams minus the four. So we got an NBA game tonight of interest. Uh, it's local, too. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on the Wizards in just a few. I did want to mention the not necessarily a bombshell before the game because there was a lot of stuff going on in that wackadoo pregame show where they had everybody and their mom with a microphone talking. <laughs> got to pay those people. Uh, but they had Mike Florio, their insider from um, – Pro Football Talk, and he mentioned that for the first time, really, I mean, this is surprising, right? For the first time ever, he's hearing rumblings that other owners in the NFL uh, want to start the push to get Dan Snyder removed as the owner of the Washington Commanders, to which, again, the timing is interesting. Um, You know, who is he talking to? I am sure that owners have felt this way for years. Are they just officially sourcing it now, saying, hey, yeah, you can go with that. We need to get rid of this guy. Um, And then there's the other response with reporters saying, well, Snyder, if this is the case and folks are going to try to push him out, he's, he's willing to go scorched earth against the rest of the NFL ownership. Which is no surprise. He's not gonna. He's not gonna go quietly into the night. We all know this. Uh, the sentiment has been there clearly locally for many years. I'd say for like ten years. We have been holding on to hope to get rid of this guy. And now that it's sort of hit the NFL commissioner a little harder, he said some things this week that made it eyebrow raising of like okay maybe they actually are going to do some actual investigating of this toxic franchise and try to get rid of this guy and then when Florio adds that little piece that other owners in the league are ready to move on from Snyder yeah that gives it a little more momentum absolutely he is and we all know this is like beating a dead horse Uh, But we'll do it again because the guy deserves all the flack that he can get. He's a terrible owner, terrible person, and it's time for him to go. So will he go? Is there going to be enough evidence to get rid of this guy? And really, it is amazing that this franchise puts out this new name. They want to get a new stadium. But this dude's behavior and the way he has run the franchise is finally taking the forefront. Everybody locally knows what a disaster 
this guy is. But finally, it's taken that national stage. And maybe that's what it actually has to have to happen to start getting the wheels in motion and getting this guy removed as owner. Because nationally, it's like, oh, you know, he hired Ron Rivera. He got rid of the uh, racist name. He brought in Jason Wright. He brought in minorities, people of color, to his staff. He's doing the right things. He's trying to correct his bad ways in the past. But the past isn't going anywhere. And it's still sitting there saying, wait, we just can't gloss over what's happened prior. And he's got to pay for those. So it's going to be an interesting offseason now, right? With the NFL investigating on their own the culture and Dan Snyder's past. It's going to be a fascinating offseason. Could be a big winds of change for the Washington football team. <laughs> it's, just, I can't get it. it's the Washington Commanders. Ugh. It's going to take a long time to get used to that. I think I got used to the Washington football team faster in like a week than it's going to be with the Washington Commanders. My God, man. My God. Uh, so the other the other story about the Washington football team this week, and we touched on it, I think, two weeks ago, saying that they really should go after Russell Wilson or some established veteran quarterback. There's no question about it. It's so obvious. It's so clear as day. Will they make that move? And the answer is they should. I saw Taylor Heineke on Radio Row this week with Jim Rome saying that he's ready to compete. That's great. He's a good backup. Uh, We all know that this is the case. Um, Even Coach Ron went on Radio Row, said the same thing. So there's nothing new there in terms of him competing for a backup spot with the Washington football team. See, there I go again, Washington Commanders. But when something is so, so obvious, will they pull the trigger? They have to. Like, let's just stop. Stop all the reports and this, and maybe we should draft a quarterback. Just go out and make a deal. Put anybody on the table and bring in a high-quality veteran quarterback like a Russell Wilson. I mean, that would be my number one priority this offseason. Let's get Russ to D.C. Let's do it. Because the other free agents, whatever, they're not tickling your fancy quite as much as uh, as Russell Wilson. So there was a lot of that scuttlebutt as well leading up to the Super Bowl. Russell's, what, in his early 30s? Still got a lot of mileage left. Needs new scenery for sure. That ship has probably sailed in uh, Seattle. And then there's that other wild card out there. Kyler Murray. Who I guess when young people are upset with their employers, they just scratch everything from said employer. Like uh, Kyler Murray did with his Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it was interesting. Again, another uh, news drop on Super Bowl weekend. Just conveniently dropped in the laps of these NFL reporters 
on uh, NFL Super Bowl weekend. Kyler Murray is frustrated in Arizona, frustrated reportedly because he is getting all the finger blaming for losing in the first round, embarrassingly to the LA Rams. Uh, he scratched all of his uh, social media from his uh, Instagram. He unfollowed the Cardinals. He took every picture of him in a Cardinals uniform off, except for his Pro Bowl and days in Oklahoma. So I guess that's the way young people say I'm pissed at you when I unfollow you and I drop all my pictures of you. Is that what they do? So if you're in a relationship, yeah, that is what you do. It's like the first uh, first sign. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. You do remember who unfollows you. Because I used to have, uh, what is that? One of those apps that lets you know who unfollows you. And uh, and there are a couple of people that I know pretty well that I've worked with. And I noticed they unfollowed me. So every time I see them, I'm like, that, that, he unfollowed me for whatever reason. And I'm almost tempted to be like, what, what, what's up, man? Why'd you do that to me? <laughs> so, so Kyler Murray unfollowing his own team, unfollowing, I don't know if he unfollowed his teammates or whatever, but that's a real bad sign if he did that. I'm not sure if he did that. So Kyler Murray is out there. Would that be something you'd be interested in if you're a Washington football fan? I would say absolutely be a huge upgrade over what they have now. There's no question about it. Yes, he's undersized, but boy, oh boy, he is a threat once he can freelance on his own, something that he was limited to by the Rams in the postseason. But there's another big name out there now that the Washington commanders, see, I got it right, could consider. I like that idea of trading maybe a first rounder, maybe Chase Young. You got to, you got to, like Tommy Shepard said last week when he made those moves with the Wizards, you got to swing big sometimes. And I think you swing big here. Russ Wilson, Kyler Murray, top of my uh, to do list uh, this offseason to make things interesting, excitable. With their new nickname, new uniforms, hopefully a new mascot soon, and hopefully a new fight song. But you got to have that guy to lead the way. And I'm all in if it's Murray or Russell Wilson. Coming up here on the DC City Cast, we are going to dive into what we are going to do tonight with the NBA. I'm a documented 24 and 26 on the season. I'm red hot in the NBA, though. I got my uh, pick for tonight. It is a local uh, selection. It may surprise you. And we'll get into are we that excited to have Chris Stapps Porzingis in DC? That is next. DC City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Frank Hanran from Vison. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Play in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call one 888 
The DC CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers. Frank Hanrahan from Beeson. Do not forget to download and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Trying to rebound from that tough loss uh, in the Super Bowl. I I think I'm I think I'm over at least my last two Super Bowls when it comes to the number. I think I got the Chiefs right a couple years ago when they came back and covered the line against San Francisco. Man, these years are flying by. And then last year, I believe I liked the Chiefs, and that was a blowout win for the Patriots. Not the Patriots. Tampa Bay Bucks. see? See, it's that Brady thing. And then this year, uh, I got the Rams wrong. By the way, we, we chatted about this on Thursday or Friday, that Brady is leaving the door open for possibly a return. Was he going to take three months off, retire for three months and come back? That's a crazy thing about this league. You look around and you would just kill for Tom Brady, even at 44. Would you not? You'd rather have Tom Brady over pretty much most every quarterback in this league, even though they are children, basically, when it comes to comparing Brady's age and the current crop of quarterbacks. Like, you'd rather have Tom Brady for two or three years. Like, the Packers are going to throw a boatload of money at Aaron Rodgers, and he's pushing 40. It's pretty crazy. So, my guy Dave Ross from Beeson was tweeting all weekend long about Tom Brady (laughs) coming back. (laughs) Like, why would you leave? He'd still be a top-five quarterback in this league. He still would be. Washington Commanders would take him in a heartbeat. Right? So, anyways, uh, tonight we got the uh, Wizards taking on the Detroit Pistons. Here is a, a big-time eye-raising line as I go to BetRivers.com right now. Download that app, BetRivers.com. Great site, great odds, great entertainment. You will enjoy your time there. Uh, as we record this on a, uh, what is this, Monday afternoon, the Wizards the Wizards are minus four against the awful Detroit Pistons. Now, the Wizards aren't that much better uh, right now. Record-wise, certainly they are. Detroit is one of the dregs of the NBA. They actually have the worst record in the league at 12-44. and 44. They are seven losses in a row deep. They are one and nine in their last ten. And even though that is what they are, they are only a four-point dog at the 25 and 30 Wizards who are 2-8 and eight in their last 10 and have lost one in a row. They are 1-1 one one since the trade deadline. And yet, the Pistons are only four-point underdogs tonight against the Washington Wizards in D.C.? <laughs> this makes no sense. So against my official picks... Again, 24 and 26 documented. I am taking the Detroit Pistons tonight, sorry, plus the four at the Washington Wizards, who will be without Kristaps Porzingis again for the third straight game. Despite him coming over on Thursday in a trade, he is yet to play in a game. He had a bone bruise, I guess, with Dallas. He hasn't played since mid-January. And this is where we are going to be <sighs> sighing a lot. This dude can't stay healthy. He was putting up shots in practice earlier today, but he can't stay healthy. And for the next two years, that's how many, well, a year and a half, this is what we're going to get from the unicorn. And as you 
can always mention unicorns. You rarely see them. They're very, uh, you know, sort of like a miracle if you ever do see a unicorn. And that's the deal with Kristaps Porzingis. If he's healthy, he's fine. Like, But this big swing that Tommy Shepard, the Wizards GM, said that he was making by getting Kristaps Porzingis, that's yeah, a bit of a reach. I don't think it's a move that makes Bradley Beal go, oh, yes, we're committed to winning in D.C. with Chris Tapps Porzingis. The move was basically made to unload Bertans and Dinwiddie's contract. I think you saved a little bit of money with Porzingis coming to D.C., although he makes a ton of money, like $33, $34 million a year. So he better play soon or this trade looks like a total swing and a miss because including tonight, that's three games that he hasn't played that he would have been able to play since he was traded for with the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, by the way, of course, the Dallas Mavericks are, are singing the praises, the highest praise of Bertans and Dinwiddie. The owners saying that Bertans is great for our offense. Dinwiddie will provide a spark. Oh, they're going to be fantastic fixes uh, or fits. And they actually probably believe that or else they wouldn't have made a, a trade for these two guys. And then Bertan's going on his interview saying that everybody was snarking at each other because of minutes in D.C. and nobody was happy. Although this comes from a guy who was never in shape, got his bag and then showed up and stunk it out. But what we need and we have seen from the Wizards the last two games at least is just play your young guys. Uh, Kyle Kuzma continues to play well, 22 points, eight boards, seven assists in that loss to Sacramento on, on Saturday. Corey Kispert, man, four of 11 from three, seven of 16 shooting, had 20 points. Um, I'm not sure why Caldwell Pope starts. Like, I would not play him that much. I would get Rui Hachimura in there and Avdia, Kispert, Kuzma, and maybe Thomas Bryant as your five. And when Gafford comes back, that's your five. Like, play your young guys, man. Play your young guys. It's okay. And I think most fans who were ticked off because of where this game or this team was going, rather, would actually be behind a youth movement. Like, play some of these younger dudes. Just start them. Let's see what happens. If they make the playoffs, fine. If they don't, that's fine. It's a win-win. We're building. We're done with... The 8-10 to 10 seed. We're actually trying to build a bigger and better team. Just do it. Start those guys. Start Rui, Denny, Kispert, Gafford, Bryant, anybody under 25. Start them. Under 25 league, just do it. Okay? So with that said, I'm taking the Pistons tonight, plus four. <laughs> Detroit is horrific. Terrible. One and nine in their last ten, and yet they're only a four-point underdog tonight against our Washington Wizards, and I'm going to take them at uh, plus the four. This is going to be a tight game, absolutely. The total, by the way, is 218 and a hook at uh, BetRivers.com. I don't know. I'm not going to touch the over-unders. Not going to touch the over-unders at all. We'll just, we'll just stick with the Pistons uh, plus the four tonight against the uh, – Washington Wizards. Be nice to see Porzingis play soon, right? That that would be nice. All right, to put a bow on this, DC City Cast presented by Bed Rivers. NFL season 
in the books, entertaining, absolutely. Washington Commanders need a quarterback moving forward. Big splash offseason. Perhaps Russell Wilson, perhaps Kyler Murray. You got to do it. Big splash is needed to get the fan base at least a little bit interested and supportive of what's to come because no one cares for this owner. They're just rooting for the colors. They're rooting for the players. They're rooting for the coaching staff. They're not rooting for the owner. They're rooting in spite of Daniel Snyder. Wizards tonight taking on the Pistons. I'm taking Detroit plus the four. Documented 24 and 26 on the season. Want to thank you for checking us out here on the DC CityCast presented by Bed Rivers. Follow along at J Frank Handran on Twitter at Bed Rivers and at VSIN Live. We'll get back in the win column. Fingers crossed tonight. We'll talk tomorrow. I'm Frank Handran, DC CityCast presented by Bed Rivers. See ya. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.